0: A bunch of crazy dogs, have some fun. Ladies and gentlemen, what's going on? Coming to you from the Cosa Nostra studios, I'm Matty Buller, and thank you for tuning in to Almost Wise Guys Week 5 of this NFL season. This is our look at the upcoming Week 5 games all across the NFL, and in this episode, we're going to cover the regular weekly picks. We've got Andy's total prop tees. Also, we're going to get to your news of the week. But first, with me as always from Almost Wise Guys Central, it's Andy the Prognosticator Atridge. Hey, buddy. How's it going? It's going pretty good, man. Going pretty good. How are you? I'm I'm great. This is... uh this is a really neat
1: time of the year you got baseball in the postseason hockey season began last night football is well underway college football is well underway it's like a sports chasm right now
0: yeah it's definitely sports chasm yeah it's definitely a great time for any sports fan that's for sure that uh that nationals uh Brewers game is actually really exciting baseball to watch I, the one thing I gotta say about baseball is it's um it's really good in the postseason it's got a really cool postseason every pitch matters. You know every decision that the managers make matter, and uh, it just only gets better. So,
1: well, it's it's unfortunate. You know the season comes down to one game, or even one play. In the instance of the uh, Milwaukee Brewers game, I feel bad for that outfielder, man. Holy crap! He's Uh, never going to live that one down. But anyway, yeah, um,
0: you burn on on
1: on the gridiron. I did all right. I was nine nine and seven, floating above that five hundred mark once again. Um, You were just. You know, the reciprocal of that, going 7-9. and um, But in addition to myself, it was a great day for commissioners. And yes, that is plural, commissioners. Roger Goodell was tickled to see scores like 34-27, 40-25, 34-30, and most notably 55-40 in the Bucks-Rams matchup. Paul Tagliabu must have been impressed seeing three of his four expansion teams uh, posted wins with Jacksonville, Carolina, and the Cleveland Browns. Lastly, Pete Rizal, rest his soul. Pete Rizal was a big champion of league parity. He is smiling down on the current standings, whereby 13 teams have two and two records, including the entire AFC South division.
0: Yeah, there is going to be some crazy playoff races when we get down to the final quarter of the season, but uh, you know, it may have been a good day for commissioners but it's been a bad first quarter of the season thus far for rookie head coaches. Get this, bud. Zach Taylor, Cliff Kingsbury, Vic Fangio, and Brian Flores are a combined 0-15-1 through the first four weeks of the season.
1: Well, you can thank the Detroit Lions for making that at least a 0-15-1 as opposed to just a complete skunking.
0: Yeah, yeah, allowing Carolina back into that game. Really, No, that was uh, Arizona. Arizona. Or pardon me, that who did I say? Yeah.
1: Carolina, but yeah, that was week one. But uh, yeah, they're not uh, not off to a particularly good start, which explains why they're rookie head coaches because they didn't have great teams to begin with last year.
0: Yeah, it's uh, this is this league. It is uh, very unforgiving for for a lot of rookie head coaches. You know, Sean McVay, for example, I think he's the exception more than the rule. Yeah, yeah, probably. All right, buddy, let's uh, get to our news of the week, shall we?
1: White House reporters were sent into a panic Tuesday morning after a mouse fell from the ceiling of the press booth. NBC News White House correspondent Peter Alexander tweeted that a mouse literally fell out of the ceiling and onto his lap. Other reporters, including Reuters correspondent Steve Holland, tweeted photos of the White House reporters scrambling in the press room as they searched for the mouse as it ran around the booth.
0: It's widely believed that the mouse's true identity is that of the whistleblower. Because you look at the whistleblower and it's vicious. Vicious.
1: However, the subject in question prefers to remain anonymous.
0: A math question comparing the weight of three hypothetical grade four girls offended one Utah student enough that she refused to answer it and is speaking out. And I quote, Sorry, I won't write this, it's rude, wrote a nine-year-old on her homework, circling the question, adding, quote, what, above it? Uh, The question presented the weights of Isabel, Irene, and Sue, and asked the students to determine how much heavier Isabel is than the lightest of the three.
1: Jimmy Johnson actually had to perform similar math every time Nate Newton would board an aircraft with the rest of the team, and they were required to calculate weight capacities. I'm Wilfred Brimley, and I'd like to talk to you for a few minutes
0: about diabetes. Actually about I, uh, diabetes and, uh, 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 you know, uh, diabetes. Police are investigating after motorists traveling through a Detroit suburb were stunned to see a pornographic video playing on electronic billboard. Auburn Hills Police said the video played on the billboard alongside Interstate 75 for about a half hour Saturday night before police were contacted and the company that owns the billboard uh, removed the images. Police are investigating how the images ended up on the billboard, including whether someone hacked into the electronic sign system.
1: Former offensive coordinator for the Lions, Jim Bob Cooter, now a running backs coach for the New York Jets, claimed that he had nothing to do with this as he was visiting an old-time peep show on Broadway at the time of the
0: incident. Sounds like Jim Bob Cooters made friends with Pee Wee Herman.
1: (laughs) Many pundits have tried to figure out why opposing offenses have trouble containing Von Miller. However, some new audio has been released that may shed some light on the reason. Training with your uh, trainer on your own and on Instagram is not, you know, the same as Von Miller coming down your throat.
0: Well, that makes total sense. I too would choke if Von Miller was coming down my throat. That is a disgusting act. <laughs> All right, it's time to fire it up with our weekly picks. For our first game this Sunday afternoon, we head to Carolina, who are three-and-a-half-point favorites over the Jacksonville Jaguars, who are coming in as uh, kind of a pretty hot uh, it team over the last uh, four games since the addition of uh, your boy Gardner Minshew.
1: You mean Gardner? Did someone order a pizza, Minshew? The second?
0: You bad idea. He is is the man with the plan thus far in Jacksonville. Sure beats talking about Blake Bortles.
1: Oh yes As fun as that was To rag on Blake Bortles That is But you know Minch, you did it again At mile high last week Pulling out a 26-24 win Driving down the field In the fourth quarter Setting up a Josh Lambeau 33-yard game winning field goal And you know what happened After that? What's that? You did a Josh Lambeau leap Yep <laughs> um, But no they, uh, Their defense is playing well I think that was a big uh, Middle finger to Jalen Ramsey Yeah we can get this done Without you Don't yep. worry about it yeah. You really, statistically speaking, this year, Denver does not have a great defense, but they're still good defensive players. Yeah. And so you saw it was a big defensive matchup.
0: Yeah. They're still, um, hey, man, they're still out there. They're still professionals and they're still trying. Yep.
1: And on Carolina's side of the ball, I really like the way Kyle Allen has filled in for Cam Newton.
0: Um, yeah. They are actually 3 and 0 under Kyle Allen since uh, week nine of 2018.
1: Yep. And well, the last two that he's. Uh, Taken over for camp he's playing really well i don't know how long he's going to be able to keep that up and for some reason even though jacksonville has been on the road twice now um i doubt they would have gone back to florida uh, although it's hard to say but usually when teams yeah we saw it last week with tampa bay playing their second consecutive road game and uh they, they won decisively i just Huge. i just I just like the way Jacksonville, I, you know, Fournette, I don't think he's going to get 225 yards again this week. But that guy's he's in, he's in beast mode. And if you're giving me three and a half, I'm going to take Jacksonville, especially with a low total of 41 like this is.
0: Yeah, Fournette had more rush yards last week at 225 than weeks one and three combined when he only had 179 in the first three weeks of the season. Yeah, he did get
1: off to a slow start.
0: Yeah, and Jacksonville's looking good this year under Gardner uh, with the spread. They're 3-1 and one against the spread. Carolina only 2-2 two and two against the spread. And uh, Jacksonville's able to put up 380 yards a game. Um, now, they are allowing 385 yards a game, So, uh, but they seem to be making plays on defense when they need the plays to be made. And as mm-hmm. long as this one stays above a field goal, I'm with you, brother. I'm I'm going Jacksonville all the way. Cue the porn music. Baby, if you've ever wondered, I've wondered whatever became of me, I'm living on the air in Cincinnati, the Cincinnati WKRP. Up next, we head to the Natty where the Arizona Cardinals are in town. Uh, Cincinnati uh, absolutely got embarrassed last week in primetime. In fact, I, I just we should all get a letter together and uh, as a petition and have it signed and sent to the commissioner that Andy Dalton is never to play in primetime again because that was just awful. Like, Rudolph didn't even look that great uh, with Pittsburgh, but he just made his throws. But he wasn't chucking it large downfield. Pittsburgh was just running all over him. Cincinnati couldn't stop any of it. And even on some of those dump-off passes where the tackle should have been made, you know, four or five yards past the line of scrimmage, uh, guys were running it, you know, 20, 30 yards. So uh, the Natty definitely needs to turn things around. Arizona, uh, on the other hand, uh, they're not looking that great either. This is kind of uh, the battle of who's less anemic.
1: (laughs) Well, it is, and, you know, it's clear that, Dalton is missing A.J. Green. And now John Ross has a broken clavicle and he'll be out indefinitely. And that guy was having a big year. He had over 300 yards receiving, and already caught three touchdown passes. The Cardinals are also banked up at the receiver position, with both Christian Kirk and Damier Bird uh, are on the sidelines. I don't really have a strong opinion on this game, other than I will not be watching it.
0: Or um, I won't be putting my own money on this game either. No. This Arizona, is a,
1: they, they played they they played a pretty good road game against the Vikings, I think it was, in Week 2. Yep. Was it the Vikings? Yeah.
0: Yeah, Week 2, I believe.
1: I think Cincinnati absolutely needs this win just to save face. I mean, they're not making the playoffs, especially in that division, but um, starting 0-4 like that, I, I look for a bounce-back bounce spot for them here. I'm going to take the bundles and slap my wrists next week if I, if I keep doing it.
0: Well, what's uh, crazy about the Bungles is uh, running back Joe Mixon has yet to pass 70 yards rushing this season, which is crazy for him.
1: Yeah, but he was not that
0: healthy coming into the season, though. Very true. But, I mean, if you're still in the game, you're still contributing, right? Mm -hmm. Um, It's going to be raining uh, more than likely. I checked the weather for it. So uh, the rush game is going to come into effect. I'm expecting Joe Mixon to go over 100 yards this game. And uh, on the defensive side of the ball with Cincy, they might be able to get a little bit of their groove back because Kyler Murray is on pace to be sacked 80 times this year. And the record, by the way, is uh, David Carr, who was sacked 76 times in one season, the poor guy. Uh, Kyler Murray, I can't believe it. He's on pace to beat that. Now, Flair- well, he, can't, he,
1: he can't see them coming. He's too short to see over the line.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's very true. I, I really don't like the way they got rid of uh josh rosen and decided to go with t- kyler murray as a as a first round pick i just don't i yeah, don't I see a guy that like either. that playing quarterback um you know the only bright spot right now for arizona is that uh larry fitzgerald averages uh 96 yards a game versus cincy over his career so expect a g- big game from uh, larry fitzgerald however i don't know if that's still going to be enough to get it done Both these. this is the battle of the meh both are two and two uh against the spread uh, both are only scoring uh, in and around 14 to 18 points a game. And uh, they're allowing both almost 30 points a game. So it's it's kind of a toss-up, but I agree with Cincinnati being at Paul Brown Stadium. My only worry is AJ Green is out for the game. Um, so, yeah, three and a half points. I'll give it to Cincinnati at home, but I'm going to hold my nose while I do it. That stinks. <laughs>
1: Doug. Texas on my own. Got Houston on my back. Cause I love the city I'm from. Hands up if you feel
0: that. Down to the great state of Texas. Uh, the Houston Texans, that is, they are uh, five point favorites to the visiting Atlanta Falcons. And uh the wow, the Falcons just just fell right off a cliff this year, didn't they?
1: Absolutely. they they've looked horrible. Um Matty, not so icy Ryan, um, has not played like himself. I'm not sure if there's something wrong with him or he just hasn't quite found his groove yet. That being said, they still have Devontae Freeman at running back, tight end Austin Hooper, and wide receivers Calvin Ridley, Mohamed Sanu, and of course, the great Julio Jones. So they've got all the, all the ingredients for this recipe to work.
0: By and the I way... Think- Devonte mm-hmm. Freeman no touchdown since week seventeen of twenty seventeen.
1: Oh, he's had a horrible start to the season, but th- there isn't anything wrong with him either, though.
0: Nope. Uh, the only thing wrong with him is that he plays for the Falcons. Well, I think
1: <laughs> you know, I, I, I think Dan Quinn is on the hot seat, and he's going to need a win here. Um, Houston has not done a lot to impress me either. Um, Bill O'Brien is a really bad coach.
0: Yeah. I, and, I, and, And they don't
1: don't have a general manager to fire them. But you saw last week, they're doing gadget plays, having DeAndre Hopkins throwing a pass across the field against the Panthers. Oh, guess what? INT. And that game was so bad against the Panthers that there was a a number of season ticket holders uh, penned open letters. And I will read one of them for you. This is from Swan. Dear Coach, I have a real problem with your stubbornness and arrogance, especially when it comes to these things. Your scheme isn't flexible unless on short notice. You're a poor evaluator of talent who overvalues leadership over talent. Too loyal to a staff when it's obvious they're incompetent. Refusal to delegate and accept that you can't do all. Poor game management and poor play calling. You're ruining my quarterback. I would give more detailed answers, but I'm busy right now. Catch me later when I have more free time so I can really tell you how I feel.
0: Wow. It sums Ooh. it all up, man. And well, Atlanta, if, they, they've they they've still been scoring. Uh, they've they've still been scoring, or pardon me, putting up over four hundred yards per game this year. So it's not that they're not gaining yards; they're just allowing too much. They're Well, I, the, the,
1: the absence of Keanu Neal in the back in the defensive backfield is really going to hurt. Yeah,
0: but penalties you know are also killing them too, right?
1: Yep. I so. with five points, I'm gonna I'm gonna take Atlanta plus five.
0: Yeah. So here's a couple, here's a little bit of food for thought. They do have Julio Jones going for them. Uh, he's had 12 receiving touchdowns in the last 13 games. Uh, also, here's really interesting. I, I found this out. So De- Deshaun Watson, away from home this year, 70.3% completion percentage. Wow. 309.5 passing yards per game, six touchdowns, and 125.7 passing rating. At home, 59.7 completion percentage, only 159.5 pass yards per game, zero touchdowns, and a 73.3 passer rating. That is ass backwards. Normally quarterbacks play much better at home than they do away. So well, if you
1: can't if you can't take the heat, get out of hot Lana.
0: Yeah, yeah. So I don't know, man. It's really tough. This five-point spread. Uh, if it went, if it was a field goal. I would lean more to Houston at home and give him that little home field advantage, but I'm with you, I think uh, Atlanta is able to cover five points on the road. yeah, ever since I was a boy i've always loved uh, Atlanta Falcons. <laughs> And down on the Bayou, we head to New uh, They are three-point favorites, the Saints. That is over the visiting Tampa Bay Bucks. Uh, very interesting, though. Tampa Bay, huge game against the Rams last week, and they haven't looked too terrible, except for uh, that first game against the Niners, where uh, Jameis Winston gave it away a bit. But after since bad, games, twice,
1: they, twice, two pick yeah, sixes.
0: But he's been he's been good since.
1: Yeah, he threw four touchdown passes last week. Um, You know they're putting up they put up fifty five points on the road, and he only Jameis threw me a pick six. Winston uh, only had one interception return for a touchdown, so he's improving.
0: Well, and that's against one hell of a defense or a defense that used to be good. Mm -hmm. Uh, The Los Angeles Rams kind of made their name for it. They still have Aaron Donald,
1: right?
0: The NFC, the NFC champs, L.A. Rams. Right? It's uh, very
1: bizarre. Well, this spread actually started at six, yeah, and it's ticked down three points. And I guess you're gonna there's going to be a recency bias to that. I mean, New Orleans took care of business at home against the Cowboys, but you know it was the first time in the Drew B- Drew Brees era that they won a game without scoring a touchdown.
0: Yeah, uh, that was um, a that was an odd game in Dallas, wasn't it? It was odd. I actually enjoyed watching it. Yep. Well, in, well great the ref- defense by New Orleans yeah, as well. The refs- they really stepped it up.
1: I think the refs kept the laundry in their pockets well enough. Uh, let these guys just play it out. Uh, Bridgewater did all right. Um,
0: now yeah, he's here's definitely a, not Drew Brees,
1: though. He's definitely not Drew Brees. I actually feel sorry for the Bucs. Here's the mid part of their schedule, okay? So going back uh, to last week, road game, road game, playing in London, bye week, road game, road game.
0: Yeah, they don't Wait. go back home till mid-November, right? Yeah, it's like over thirty two days. I think like it it's is. actually the longest uh away from home that any team's been in NFL history.
1: Actually, I think the Raiders have one even longer this season.
0: Oh yeah? Well, I know yeah, they're away from home for a bit because they're gonna be uh, in London this week against oh, that, the Bears. That's the team I was thinking of that had been on
1: the road twice and they they won outright, right? In Indy.
0: Yep. But
1: now they're going yeah, they're going to um going to London. So I I see.
0: Well, let me give you some food for thought here. James Winston, his passer rating and his pass yards per game have increased every single game this year, and they're averaging 29.1 points per game on the road this year. That's pretty impressive for a team that last year on the road just would constantly lay an egg and and turn the ball over. Uh, On the other side of the ball, though, got to love Alvin Kamara. Uh, forced a missed tackle on 39.2% of touches, which is the highest uh, in the NFL.
1: Oh, he's good. Yeah. Now And, let, and let,
0: the buck shot. Oops, sorry, go ahead.
1: No, I was just going to say, if we look at Bridgewater, yeah, he's, he's 2-0 as a starter. He's very serviceable. But he threw for less than 200 yards last week. He had one INT. But the story of that game was the Saints defense. You know, it wasn't that long yeah. ago that Rob Ryan was the architect of the Saints defense was, that historically was one of the worst that the NFL had ever seen. So, good work for Dennis Allen, the D.C., for the New Orleans Saints. You know, Will Lutz had four field goals for the Saints last week, and I will take them by a field goal this week.
0: So, interesting here is that uh, Buck Shaquille Barrett, uh, nine sacks this year. That's uh, an incredible amount of sacks for somebody just uh, four weeks into the season.
1: Monster, yep.
0: Also, uh, New Orleans, as much as they played well on defense last week in Dallas, they still allow 407 yards per game on average and averaging about allowing 23 points per game. And where I'm going with this is uh, I am going to have to hold my nose, but I'm taking the Bucks. And I think I'm going to even take him on the money line, but definitely with the points.
1: Money line, Maddie. Maddie cast a ticket last week. Three game parlay. Yep. All dogs on the money line. Paid handsomely. So I got that going for me, which is nice.
0: For the city that never sleeps where the g-men will host the minnesota vikings and the g-men five-point underdogs at home and uh the minnesota vikings though eh, they're uh, they look like the weak the lions i usually say are the weakest team in the nfc north I, I think minnesota might be that team not to mention the amount of discord going through that dressing room with uh the Stefan Diggs trade rumors and the uh mediocre play of Kirk Cousins. Like that's got a. there's gotta be a little bit of locker room discord there, right? Well, it
1: was announced this morning that Stefan Diggs is is there's no trade on the table. He they said that to another team and that came out. So put that one behind you. Kirk Cousins, horrible against good teams, like your bears defense. Uh, but he's pretty good against bad teams. And you know, they they just got manhandled by Chicago last week. Yeah. They sure um, did. I don't like the score. Didn't quite reflect how overmatched they were on defense.
0: No, nah, they they ended up scoring in garbage time. Yeah, and you know, Danny Dimes, even
1: though he's two and zero, he's never seen a defense quite like this. You know, they played Washington and Tampa Bay in the first two starts, his first two starts. I'm liking the Vikings on the road here, taking the you know laying the five points. Don't normally do that, but. In this instance, I'm looking for the Vikings to have a pretty big bounce back game.
0: Well, very interesting. Danny Dimes is, uh, well, he's averaging 412 uh, yards per game for his offense, but the problem also with the G-men is they're also allowing 405.3 yards a game, so it almost negates, and not only that, the G-men are allowing 109.8 rushing yards per game, and uh, the Minnesota Vikings are a very good rushing team. Like yeah. Dalvin Cook, that guy can run the ball, and their offensive line has some great run blocking schemes. And the New York Giants' defense is definitely not the Bears' defense, right?
1: Well, we said last week how how many yards they were giving up per pass attempt, and it was over ten. And yeah. then what do they do? They come out and they get five ints. Yeah. Now it was Washington, right? But I mean, Washington can make anyone look good. But yes, still, no, they had they had a solid performance, so. Uh, Saquon I,
0: Barkley's also out as well, right? With that high prob-
1: probably, probably. You know, trust me, he's out. He's listening is questionable, but trust
0: me, he's not going to be playing. Yeah, he won't for sure. And Kirk Cousins, very interestingly too, he's averaging less than 200 pass yards a game, 183.8. Oh, I
1: thought you were going to say he's averaging less than two fumbles per game.
0: <laughs> no, I think he's averaging more than that. <laughs> <laughs> probably, maybe not fumbles lost, but he that ball seems to squirt out of his hands quite a bit. Uh Daniel Jones, Danny Dimes, he throws in thrown into tight windows 25.3% of the time, which is the highest uh, in the NFL. Uh, The Vikes, though, have allowed fewer than 250 uh, yards passing in seven of their last games. So, I mean, here's an interesting one as well. I, I, I looked this up. So, New York during their first two games had a minus 32 point differential. Mm -hmm. and were 21.7% on third down their last two games, plus 22-point differential, 53.8% on third down. So they've definitely got better.
1: So you're saying that Eli Manning's a bum?
0: I am saying that Eli Manning's a bum. Now, can Danny Dimes do this alone? If this had Saquon Barkley in the mix, I'm taking the G-men. If they didn't play
1: the Washington Redskins last week, this this spread would be more than five
0: yeah so i'm with you uh i'm screaming vikings you know what i'm
1: in the mood for screaming viking screaming Vikings.
0: screaming viking head across the pond to jolly old England, where the Oakland Raiders, they are the nominated home team for this game in London, and they are facing my Chicago Bears. Stop Bears! The Bears! And uh, Oakland, five and a half point underdogs in London. And uh, by the way, interesting fact, they have yet to see two teams with winning records play in London since they started really? these games. Yeah. Isn't that brutal? Wow. That-
1: Wow, that's surprising.
0: Yeah, that's that's horrible. You know, if you want to grow the game, maybe give them some good teams to watch. Well, they they've had
1: twenty four games over there since two thousand seven when they yep. started, and that's never, never really had surprising. one with
0: yeah, never had one with two. They've well, had one is, with one they, winning record, but not two.
1: This is the first one that's at Tottenham. Tottenham's new stadium, for the yep. Hotspurs play, so that's brand new. So that should be exciting. In a seating capacity there were eighty five thousand.
0: Is it really eighty five? That's just unreal. That's like college football numbers. Oh yeah, it's it's nuts. But
1: um, apparently, it's a fantastic facility. It's still subject to weather conditions, but um, should be an exciting game. I like this. Hey, did you see Montez perfect? Like, did you actually see that hit on Jack Doyle?
0: I did. Very uncharacteristic. Oh yeah,
1: really uncharacteristic. (laughs) (laughs) You know, it's costing the rest of the season. But like, he took four steps running.
0: Yeah, and hit him with with his head.
1: And Jack Doyle was already on the field; like he was on his knees at the yeah. time. Yeah, he like, couldn't get anything worse than that.
0: Well, he's I'm, the dirtiest player in the NFL for good reason.
1: Well, they should kick him out altogether, as far as I'm concerned.
0: And well, what happened, to
1: your boy? What happened, to your boy? Rokon
0: Smith? Uh, well, they don't really know. He he had a personal matter that came up before the game and ended up being a healthy scratch with uh, a personal matter, and actually. Uh, for the first couple days of the week until Wednesday this week, we didn't know if he was going to play in London. Now he is going to be in the game for London, which is awesome because he's a key part of that defense. Oh,
1: absolutely.
0: Uh, But no Trubisky. Trubisky's, uh, he's, he's out with that shoulder injury. However, Chase Daniel seems to be a really good fit in Matt Nagy's offense.
1: Oh, I, in Chase, we trust. Yeah, I, I think that, I think that's an upgrade. No no offense to you. I Mr. take Trudisky, no offense
0: cuz I'm not the one that traded up to get him. <laughs> well, no. That's on th- Ryan Pace, my friend. Yeah, well, we are the beneficiaries of that. Um, yep. No, well, I here's, like a, here's an interesting stat for you too. Uh, mm-hmm. Khalil Mack, he's averaging uh, this is since 2018, 0.9 sacks a game. Wow. He's had 10 forced fumbles and four multi-sack games. No, he, can, Raiders, he can win this one
1: by himself. Yeah.
0: The Oakland Raiders since 2018, 0. 0.9 sacks a game, the entire team. Yeah. Eight forced fumbles. That's two less than Mac. And only three multi-sack games. Uh and Mac had four. Isn't that crazy?
1: Yeah, that's nuts.
0: Like Al, like uh Khalil Mack is really good at football.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, uh, yeah. News flash. But back to Roquan Smith. I looked at the injury report uh this morning, and he's he's actually on the injury report. And the injury just says personal. Like, was he kicked in the nuts or something?
0: <laughs> no. <laughs> I don't no. get it. I think I think it had either something to do with family matters or – No, but why would he uh,
1: appear on an injury report then?
0: Yeah, just, I'm not too sure. I don't know.
1: It was stupid. I'm not going to dwell on that too much. But it's the story of this is going to be the Bears defense. Yeah. Um, now, John Gruden, um, in his second time around being the coach for the Raiders, has played 10 road games. Guess what? He's won two of them. Yeah, and this time he's on a road in a country where they drive on the other side of the road, so he'll be extra confused.
0: And they're the designated home team, uh, which is nine fourteen and one all time in London.
1: Right, but the favorites are fifteen and nine against the spread in England. Yes. So I'm not. I'm surprised this line uh, was only five and a half. I guess again the recency effect with Oakland beating Indy in Indy and being two and two. Yeah, I, I love the Chicago Bears. I think since, uh oh, who's that one Jacksonville game when they won like 44 to 6? Yeah. Um, the uh, average margin of victory is almost 20 points for whoever wins. So uh, I'm not scared of the five points here at Chicago. So no, the, five the and, Bear, a half.
0: and the Bears are 14 and 1 when holding the opposition to 20 points or less It's 2018. Um, they're only allowing 16 and a half points per game. And Oakland is only scoring, on average, 19.8. So you know that's going to be a lot lower. Um, Oakland also allows uh, almost 400 yards a game. And Chicago only allows about 61 rushing yards a game. So you see where I'm going with this. I'm uh, I'm taking my Bears uh, with the points. Do
1: you think John Gruden, his pregame mail, would be spotted deck?
0: Our next game up is the Philadelphia Eagles at home against the visiting New York Jets. And man, the Jets are a hurting bunch and it shows with this spread. Philadelphia laying 13 and a half points at home. And Philly's not even that good. Well,
1: they the- did have that big win on the Thursday night, right, over the Vikings, or sorry, yeah. on over Green Bay. Yeah, and then yeah. and guess what, Maddie? Guess what? Speaking of the Vikings, that's who they're playing next week. Ooh! So you know what that means for this week?
0: It's an almost wise guys sandwich, sandwich game. game.
1: That's right. It's a sandwich game, and you know, I so they're yeah. Th- uh, the spread actually started at 14. Now it's ticked down to 13 and a half. Um, the Jets don't know exactly who they're going to start yet at QB. If, uh, yeah,
0: because they've got if, Darnold listed as questionable.
1: But yeah, I, don't, I can't really I've, see him coming back from mono that quickly. But
0: No, because you've got to remember, the problem is with the spleen in mono. And mm-hmm. you kind of need a spleen. And I know this yeah, week yeah, Darnold of. said, you know, this, uh, my spleen's going to do what it's going to do. Yeah, we understand that you're a tough guy, but that's actually an organ. That's not a busted finger or you know a contused leg or something. That's an organ. <laughs> uh, so I, I imagine the team is going to take all due precaution because he's still a young guy. They plan on having him around for years in New York, so I can't see them letting him start this game.
1: No, I can't either. And, and the Eagles are still a bit of a mash unit. Um, they had three defensive backs get, getting injured in the past two games Maddox, Jones, and Darby. And when you have cluster injuries like this at one position, where do they have to get guys from? They're special teams. Yep. So now, guys who are used to just playing special teams are now having to focus on playing offense as well. And that's not going to show well. I, You know, it's not easy being green here.
0: No, um, it really isn't. I, it's funny. If you even go by just the point per game average, Philly averaging 27.5. New York averaging 11. You just take mm. that right there, they beat the spread.
1: No. I, I, as, as I say, this is a sandwich game for Philly. I'm taking the Jets here on the road with the points.
0: You're taking the Jets on the road with the points.
1: That's what I said.
0: Uh, So Darnold and Bellamy are still questionable. Darna, Darnold's definitely out. Bellamy is iffy for the game. If they don't have Bellamy, that hurts them even more. And interesting enough, the Jets have more points from defense and special teams than their offense and kicking game. Problem is, if you start yanking guys from special teams and forcing them to play offense, their special teams play is going to suffer.
1: No, this is what I'm saying with Philly. I mean, the cluster cluster injuries in the defensive secondary.
0: Yes, that's true. So uh, interesting enough, Philly hasn't allowed a 100-yard rusher since week four of 2017. That's a well, long- have, have they seen Le'Veon Bell in that time? No, but that's the longest active streak in the NFL. That's thirty-two games. I'm pretty sure they've seen a couple really good running backs uh, in in there, right? Well, they so, see uh, Zeke
1: a couple times a year.
0: Also, interesting enough, the Jets have played Philly ten times in their history. Do you know how many times they beat them? The Jets? Yeah. I don't know. Uh, three. None, none. None. Really? They have never beat Philly in their history. And they're one of uh, three teams without a rush touchdown this year. Like they're just not even getting the job done uh, with they get Le'Veon Bell and they still can't rush the ball. Now part of that is you don't have to respect the pass with them right now, so you can just load the box up, and uh, that's going to make things a lot harder for Le'Veon Bell. And also the way that uh, Philly played defense against Green Bay last week. They were on the ball, man. They looked really good against a veteran quarterback uh, and a guy like Adams, who was, who's been tearing up the league this year receiving-wise. They, they held them in check enough to pull out a big victory. I know it was close, but uh, that's close against Green Bay, not the Jets. And uh, you can see where I'm going with this. You're taking the Eagles. I'm t- as long as it stays under 14. So as long as okay, this is under we'll 14 I'm taking so the I, Philadelphia I, I'm Eagles.
1: taking this I'm taking the Jets because this is a sandwich game and not only is it a sandwich game it's a Philly cheesesteak sandwich game Every day is a holiday and every meal is a banquet baby
0: Next, an AFC North matchup and a pretty important one as far as the standings go this season thus far. And that's uh, Pittsburgh home at Heinz Field, uh, where they had some great success last week against the Bengals, where they were able to kind of right the ship. Uh, but this time it's Baltimore coming to town. Pittsburgh, three-point underdog at home. Pittsburgh not used to being an underdog at Heinz Field, are they?
1: No, they're not. <clears throat> you know, three points is a normal spread for the uh, for the Black and Blue bull which this always is, the Ravens were embarrassed at home at the hands of Baker Mayfield and his Cleveland Browns, led by whom? Nick Chubb, who was filling up the box score. He had three touchdowns.
0: Yeah, that guy, when he gets out into the open field, you can cancel Christmas. Forget about it. That dude is gonzo. And actually, what I love about it, uh, Baker Mayfield, if you watch Nick Chubb's rushes, Watch Baker Mayfield. He sprints up the field in support of his own team. He's flying up there. So they had Nick Chubb at like something like 21 point something miles per hour during his rush. And they did yeah. it for Baker Mayfield. And he was 18 point something miles per hour while Chubb was running down the field. Impressive. Uh, Impressive. Yeah. You know, like I could see why his teammates respond to them. Because Baker mm-hmm. Mayfield buys in uh, to himself and he buys into his team, and he supports his team. However, we're not talking about the Browns. We'll get to them later. Uh, we're talking Pittsburgh-Baltimore. So, um, Well, Baltimore looked
1: horrible last week, and Pittsburgh sure looked great playing Cincinnati last week, but anyone can look great playing Cincinnati. And normally in a spot like this, um, I'm going to take the team off a loss, playing a team coming off a, a pronounced win. But Pittsburgh is really going to need to win this to keep pace in their division in the AFC North. I Rudolph doesn't impress me much. Um, I don't think Connor's playing this game.
0: Uh, he's questionable. He's, he's questionable, questionable,
1: is he? Okay. And their defense has not been playing well this year, but I'm looking for a big bounce back spot here.
0: Well, there's possible, I, I, possible rain showers uh, are forecasted as well, which could uh, put a damper on uh, the passing game when it comes to Lamar Jackson, who, by yeah. the way, his pass yards have gone down every game this year. Started the season at 324, then 272, then 267, then 247. He's trending the wrong way. Also, Baltimore themselves are trending the wrong way. So weeks one and two, 13.5 points per game allowed, uh, 72.6 opposition passer rating, and a 2-0 record. Weeks uh, three and four, half points per game allowed, 117 uh, opposition passer rating and an 0 and two record. Yeah, so but
1: that that was against the highfalutin offense of the 49ers. You know,
0: mm-hmm.
1: contributed to those stats.
0: Yeah. Either, and you know they had to play Kansas City. So right. yeah, that that's that's a tough one to to have to swallow as well. Uh, I'd like to see Lamar Jackson come back on this one. Uh, it's this one's really t- i actually think this is one of the toughest spreads to call because i like pittsburgh at home <clears throat> they, they uh you know mike tomlin coaches them up at home usually he's got a great home record the steelers usually play well at heinz field uh especially if there's going to be possible showers that i think benefits pittsburgh more than it benefits baltimore like this is uh Pittsburgh, if they want to win, though, they've got to get their their rushing average up. Right now, they're uh, fewer than sixty-five yards a game rushing, and for a team like the Steelers, which have they remind me of, of like the AFC version of the Bears, a lot of lot of hardcore defenses with some great rushing attacks, right?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's
0: what Pittsburgh's known for, and I, they got to get that going. If James Connor isn't there, uh, this is why I don't like that he's questionable. If Connor's there, I give this to Pittsburgh. Uh, if he's not there, I give it to Baltimore. So I'm going to take this as uh, Baltimore. The last couple uh, games were a blip. I think they right the ship. I'm taking the Ravens with the points.
1: You know what, Maddie? You talked me into it. I'm going to change. I'm going to change my pick. I I just I, I'm now. I'm picturing um I'm, <laughs> I'm picturing John Harbaugh on the sidelines on one sideline and, and Mike Tomlin on the other sideline. And what's a better coach? What's a, who wins a coaching matchup? Yeah. Based on that, I no, I I'm sorry, I'm changing. I gotta go Ravens, man. This, I think, this doesn't feel right.
0: <laughs> I think that's the first time in almost wise guys history where I've taught <clears throat> you off of a point. Yeah. Pay him. Pay that man his money.
1: Many teams nobody did it. Dope is us. Tennessee Titans, so nobody coming close to
0: us. To the music city we go, Tennessee. Uh, they are the Titans look pretty darn good this year. And as a result they're 3 point favorites against the visiting Buffalo Bills who also look pretty good this year and uh, although you can tell these offenses get no respect 38 and a half is the over under
1: <laughs> no i think that's a result of their defenses playing so well you know um, what i love
0: your i love your glass half full optimism my friend no
1: it's true man i mean like it's music city miracle 2.0 i don't know uh, but i've called, I've referred to the titans as sneaky Already so far this season. And, you know, last week they went into hot land and went 24-10. The week before they lost 20-7 to to the Jags on Thursday night. And the week before that they lost to the Colts just by two points. Buffalo, however, is becoming very predictably solid. Winning mm-hmm. the first three games and then almost knocking off the defending Super Bowl champions at home against England last week. When nobody
0: like, was giving him the love, but you, no. and I, you and I picked that game, right? Didn't well, we? We, we covered it barely. We covered the spread barely. And I like Buffalo, and Buffalo not in. allowed that special teams touchdown off the block. Uh. Point. Buffalo wins that game by a point. Could have, would have, should have. Yeah, absolutely.
1: And then, you know, Barkley came in after Josh Allen went into concussion protocol. And I liked the way he was playing. He was playing a lot better than Josh Allen was, who's thrown up two quasi Hail Marys that turned into interceptions very easily. Um, I think there was four INTs on the day for, for new England, but Berkeley was hitting guys in stride and, and Allen wasn't doing that. So the runs or yards after the catch, your yaks, if you will, um, are a lot more favorable to Barkley than with Allen. And, you know, I think this is the biggest test for McDermott so far on the road against a good defense. I'm going to go Buffalo bills.
0: Going with the bills. eh? Well, it was very mm-hmm. interesting. Um, Props to Marcus Mariota right now. He is the only QB left that has not turned the ball over this year. Yep, I mm-hmm. never would have thought that. Uh, but on the other side of that, Buffalo is actually 2-0 and o versus Mariota. And get this, both of those wins were exactly by one point. So wow. even if Tennessee were to win this game, I don't think they win it by more than three. And I can't believe I'm saying this because, you know, prior years, you know, would lead me to kind of, Pick Tennessee because Buffalo just, you know, they they weren't getting it done this year. Well, it was, was easy to fade different. the Bills. Pardon me.
1: I said it was easy to fade the Bills in recent seasons.
0: It sure was because they were the very couple, fadeable. They were very fadeable this year. I don't think that young, uh, hard-hitting defense uh, allows Tennessee to do what they want to do. I'm going with the Bills as well. I just I, this is just blowing me away. I I am. I'm buying into the Buffalo Bills. Go Bills. Go Washington Redskins, go fuck yourself. Sure, we'd be happy to take your money. Yep, just go to our Kickstarter page. Okay, nice idiot. Uh-huh, fuck you. Bye-bye. To Capital City, USA. Otherwise, no one is Washington, D.C. Although uh, the professional football team from Washington plays in Landover, Maryland. Very interesting. Kind of like the New York Jets and the Giants. They actually play in Jersey. So, mm-hmm. but uh the professional at fedex team, field at yeah. fedex field yeah a delight a delightful venue oh yes i'm sure it is uh what with all the losing that takes place there i'm sure it's not and, an and the empty all. seats that go along with it <laughs> uh the professional football team from washington is 15 and a half point underdogs why is that the new england patriots are rolling into town and so far rolling over everyone in fact the Patriots' defense has 84 fantasy points through four weeks. That's the most by a defense since at least 2000.
1: Yeah, no, that that actually doesn't surprise me.
0: Now, they, there's a couple weeks they played some pretty iffy competition. Oh, the first three weeks they played teams that have a
1: collective uh, winning record of 0 and nine.
0: But the professional oh, no, football they're... team from Washington, they're not—they're uh, kind of crappy team. <laughs> yeah, man, well, that team sure did suck last night. They just plain sucked. I've seen teams suck before, but they were the suckiest bunch of sucks that ever
1: sucked. Oh no, no, no! They're the worst team. Yeah, I mean, they really we are. think Miami's the worst team, but at least Miami has a plan.
0: Yeah, Miami's you know, trying to lose so they can they can tank get for draft picks, right? They, yeah. They've got
1: a plan. Washington has no plan at all. No, Washington um,
0: likes to sign expensive free agents that never work out. Hello, Albert Hainsworth. <laughs> yep, yeah, but they don't even
1: know who they're starting a quarterback this week.
0: No, like, they gee, don't. Gruden, it's 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 halfway through the week. You don't
1: know. Now, speaking of the Bills' defense, Tom Brady last week threw for 150 yards, one INT, and no touchdowns, and he had negative one yards rushing the boot. And speaking of fantasy points, he earned me exactly 3.7 of them on my team. So thank you, Tom. Ouch. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that doesn't happen very often. Through and, I, and I benched career.
1: Matthew Stafford <laughs>
0: instead. Yeah. Did you know I don't know why I did that. He had a decent was, week last week, thinking. too. Yeah. Uh,
1: but not to be outdone, uh, Dwayne Haskins uh, making his first appearance in the NFL last week ended up throwing for three picks, two of the Giants' D, and that was after Case Keenan was benched for throwing one
0: of them. So, what do you figure they go to Colt McCoy this week? No. <laughs> well, like no. I mean, I honestly don't think Haskins is ready. I don't think he's a, he's a polished NFL prospect. He's and not even shaped,
1: for Christ's sakes.
0: Yeah, and I mean, you don't want to throw that kid to the Wolves and have his NFL career end, although this is Washington, so they don't manage their team very well. No, or, no know, they don't they're, care. Their, their that's front that's not office even a, That's not even a thought vernacular. Yeah. But, I mean, if you were a good franchise, you wouldn't want him coming in and just ruining him for what is going to be an obviously lost season. Uh, but Case Keenum obviously hasn't done the job. Like, the way I look at it is the only guy that, hasn't been tried yet and you may as well give him a shot is uh, Colt McCoy. But uh, like, and unfortunately for Washington, the one guy who actually makes some good re- receptions and is a good outlet for their quarterback, uh, tight end, Jordan Reed, he's out. Done. Done. Yeah. Done. Done.
1: Now the Patriots played a really, really physical game against a very motivated bill squad. that just came up a bit short. They could have won that game, as we mentioned. Yep but the patriots will also have an upcoming short week as they play the giants on thursday night.
0: Yeah.
1: I'm you, you can't yeah, you can't see me through the radio audience, but I am holding my nose as I pick the professional football team from washington to cover 15 and a half points at home.
0: Well, you do like your wise guy card, and I know you love your home dogs. I know you do. Uh, Unfortunately, I got to go the other way. Uh, Washington's allowing 29.5 points per game. New England's averaging 30.5 points a game. And Washington's allowing over 400 yards of offense a game to their opposition. And New England is the kind of team that if you're going to give it to them, they're going to take it and Bill Belichick is not going to take his foot off the gas. I'm taking the New England Patriots.
1: Okay, let me ask you a question, Matty. Shoot. What number would that have to be before you took
0: Washington? 20. Okay. Maybe 21 even. All right. I think three touchdowns is what this uh, gets. uh, So I don't think Washington, like I, I can totally see Washington being shut out maybe held to a field goal or something like that. I can't see them scoring much against that defense that New England's throwing out there this year. Like, I I can honestly not believe how good. Like, their defense was good last year. This year, they're great. And Bill Belichick, he's a great defensive mind. I mean, he gets a lot of props for the offense Mm -hmm. he rolls out on the field, but that's because he's got Tom Brady. Well, well, he's been calling all the
1: plays this season for their defense.
0: Yep. Yep. I mean, you got to remember this is the He's guy He's just showing off. Bill- He's just showing off. Well, Bill Belichick, you're talking to the guy that was the D coordinator for the New York Giants when Lawrence Taylor was there. You think that guy knows how to win a win a game or two on D? I I I think that Washington doesn't have a prayer. They just plain sucked. <laughs> no bad
1: to live and die in LA. Oh, yeah. What you say
0: about Los Angeles? Still the only Up next, we head to sunny Los Angeles where the Chargers play host to the Denver Broncos at their high school football stadium. Uh, The Chargers laying six points at home, and Denver and uh, rookie coach Vic Fangio, they just can't get on the same page, can they?
1: 0-4. It's it's horrible, but I think this is Vic Fangio's coming out party. Really? Yeah, well, they've lost two games just with a last-second field goal, right? Now this is a divisional game. They know the Chargers. They got Philip Lindsay in the backfield, and the only thing that I don't like is the fact that now Bradley Chubb is out for the season with a torn ACL.
0: That's where run. I was going with this one. I mean, yeah, that's a, it's that's a huge
1: loss, and they they suck against the run to begin with. Okay, but now they're going up against you know Austin Eckler and Melvin Gordon's back in the lineup. <laughs> that being said, Anthony Lynn will have some sort of brain fart in the fourth quarter. And you can at least look for a backdoor cover.
0: You're thinking I a backdoor expect- cover with six points?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean Joe Flacco, he'll be in Tinseltown and perhaps we'll be have that disinterested look on his face.
0: Is it time for me to quit
1: calling Flacco Fluco? I think I'll wait one more game. I'm going against the grain here and I'm gonna take the Broncos.
0: Interesting. Away from home. I figure like if they can't play at mile high where they're usually pretty good, even with a poor team. Uh, going on the road, I can't see how it's going to get any better for them, right?
1: Only well, get some sun, hang out on, on the beach.
0: I mean, a once know? proud defense is allowing 356 yards a game on average. The Chargers are averaging over 400 yards a game. Uh, I, I just well,
1: those those things are going to both regress back to the mean. So,
0: well, but the Chargers, if you look at them, dude. Uh, they always gain a lot of yards under Philip Rivers, whether they win or lose, right? Rivers is yeah. going to get his, but I don't think Flacco Unless can it was get the AFC
1: Championship game last year.
0: The question you asked me is on the last game was, what would this spread have to be for you to take uh, Washington? Well, this one is, what would the spread have to be for me to take Denver? It would have to be seven and a half. I'm taking the LA Chargers at home. Our last afternoon game on Sunday takes us to Big D, uh, where Dallas is laying three and a half points against visiting Green Bay. Green Bay coming off a really rough loss uh, last Thursday night against the Eagles. And uh, this is a pretty storied rivalry, isn't it?
1: Yeah, you had Favre versus Aikman, Staubach versus Starr, and now you got Rodgers versus Prescott. And Green Bay's coming off that big loss at home against the Eagles, and the Cowboys losing to the Saints in the Superdome. They both have great defenses. Yes, Devontae Adams has all but been ruled out of this game as a result of turf toe, which occurred in the fourth quarter of the Thursday night game against Philly.
0: That hurts them big time.
1: That hurts them big time. He's been
0: Rogers' go-to guy this year. Even in the losses, he's gotten his.
1: Now, uh, Jason Garrett is within the confines of the electric fence. He's at home. He feels safe. He feels cozy. This might sound like a square pick, but even at three and a half, I'm going to take Dallas to cover that spread.
0: Yeah, I'm with you. Three and a half points, I don't think is near enough. Uh, Green Bay, like you said, I I might have put this a little closer if Devonte Adams was in the game.
1: Oh, that's really uh, making my decision. Absolutely, yeah. because like I mean,
0: they, they they have the longer wait off, right? They played Thursday night, so they got an extra couple days rest. Um, I just don't think that Green Bay's offense can keep pace with Dallas. Uh, I think. Green Bay's defense is going to hold. I don't think this is going to be a super high scoring game. In fact, I'd probably look at taking the under uh, the mm-hmm. over under sitting at 46 and a half because both teams have pretty good defenses. Yeah, they do. Um, so, I, but I agree with you, Dallas, when they're at home, Jason Garrett coaches a much different game at home. Uh, Dak Prescott plays a lot better at home. Zeke mm-hmm. is on fire this year. Uh, Cooper's catching a lot of balls. I think things are firing on all cylinders for Dallas. Last week was pretty rough in New Orleans. But, hey, how many teams do play well in New Orleans? Not many. Not many. Not so, many. I'm with you, buddy. I'm going with Big D. How about them, Cowboys? Waiting all day for Sunday night. We get our first... Primetime game on uh, the weekend, and that's Sunday night. And we had to Arrowhead Stadium where the Kansas City Chiefs are laying 10.5 points uh, versus the visiting Indianapolis Colts. And speaking of uh, people not playing well in the Superdome, a lot of people don't play well at Arrowhead either. Uh, that is a great home field advantage. Uh, what are you thinking about this, bud?
1: Well, you saw last week in Motown, the Chiefs look really vulnerable against Matt Stafford and that Detroit Lions offense. And if it wasn't for a goal-line fumble that was returned for, like, what, 376 yards yeah. and a touchdown, <laughs> you know, that that's for my... And honestly, if that, if that game was either two minutes shorter or two minutes longer, I think Detroit would have won.
0: Yeah, oh, right? I agree with you. It,
1: it was a ping-pong match. I think they had four lead changes in the fourth quarter alone.
0: Yep. Well, you got to remember, that, Matt Stafford, he can throw the ball, and he's got some weapons. Uh, and the problem with the Chiefs is... Their secondary is like low-tier health insurance. It's still, <laughs> right? It still yep. costs good money, but it doesn't cover shit. <laughs> right?
1: Yeah. No, that's a good analogy, Manny. Good analogy. Yeah. And the Colts got embarrassed at home by the Raiders. Yeah. Now T Y Hilton does not look like he's going to be in the lineup, which is huge for yep. Jacoby Brissett because he he struggles getting the ball down the field at the best of times. Yeah, but also, what I Marlon see Mack is
0: questionable.
1: No, but he, he'll, he'll still be playing. He's still yeah, going to be their lead so? back. He's a workhorse, yeah.
0: He sure is. Um, I love Marlon Mack. I think he's a Oh, stud. I do
1: too, man. That guy's awesome. And he's got a great offensive line to run behind, so it's not that surprising he's doing so well. They sure do. The way I see this game unfolding, I'm, I'm looking for Jacoby Brissett to be patient and work the underneath routes. They're going to have long, sustained drives with a lot of rushing plays. They're going to just shorten the game. And as much as I know that Kansas City is going to win it, I just don't see them winning it by that much. And I'm looking for the Colts to, to have a, a big stand-up day against Mahomes. It was just superhuman at this point, but he's got to come back to earth at some time. So uh, I lectri-
0: w- What's go that? Ahead. Go ahead.
1: No, I'm just saying, I'm, I'm taking the Colts plus the 10.5 points.
0: See, with, with the loss of T.Y. Hilton, that's yeah. what makes me waver on this because, unfortunately, for Indy, when you want to beat KC, you got to do it the way Detroit was doing it, which is you've got to get that ball 15 to 25 yards downfield into those zones uh, really to beat KC's secondary. The underneath stuff, they're pretty good at covering. KC still got some decent linebackers, decent D-line. Uh, I like KC at this point. I know I've kind of been Derek high, Thomas know, is not
1: coming out of the tunnel this week.
0: No, Derek Th- Thomas will not come out of the tunnel this week. And that's unfortunate for Casey. But then again, I think the spread would be a lot higher if Derek Thomas were in the game. Yeah, that's true. Uh so I'm taking uh Pat Mahomes and his blistering offense. Uh I just don't think Indianapolis is going to be able to keep up at this track meet. <laughs> And finally, we head to primetime Monday night. And they'll be under the lights in San Francisco. Your Niners laying three and a half points against visiting Cleveland Browns. Cleveland finally showing some life uh, last week and in a dominating performance. Uh, San Fran, they're coming off a bye.
1: Uh, You mean the undefeated San Francisco 49ers coming off a bye? And they're
0: also two and one against the spread, those Niners.
1: Yeah, they are. I guess, you know, they were sort of lucky to beat Pittsburgh, but they didn't cover that spread. Cleveland, massive game. We already talked about it in Baltimore, throwing up 55 points. (laughs) Surprisingly, the 49ers defense is ranked fourth in the league.
0: Oh, they Uh, do. I've been very impressed. They're almost like, remember how back when the the Cowboys were winning – Super Bowls under Roger Staubach, and they had the, the no name defense. They called mm-hmm. them, and they were yeah. they were said. San Francisco reminds me a lot of that. No really huge names, but they work incredibly effective as a unit.
1: Yeah, and they're they're even better against the run than they are the pass, which doesn't surprise me because I think the secondary is their Achilles heel in the defense.
0: Well, they're only allowing eighteen points a game. The nine. Yeah,
1: but look if you look who they played, that's not too surprising. Very true. Um, I, I'm. I'll be the first to admit that I'm not sold on them yet. I know they're winning the division.
0: Yeah, I, that once again, that division is kind of. Eh.
1: But you know, Cleveland having traveled cross country after a big win against a good team, I, I think they they're going to be running out of steam. And I just I like I like the spot for San Francisco here. You know, there's been a lot of three and a half point spreads this week, and none of them have really scared me off of taking the favorite. And especially at home, uh, with that amount of rest, yeah, I'm looking for the 49ers to cover here.
0: Yeah, I've, I know that they haven't had crazy competition this year, but you know they did have uh, a Bucks team that over the, the past three weeks, because week one was obviously San Fran, and then the three weeks after that, they were looking really good, which means San Francisco's defense is probably better than we're even giving them credit for, even though we are giving them credit. Uh, so that means Cleveland really has their work cut out for them. Also, they got a couple wide receivers that are questionable, which include Jarvis Landry. Uh, if he's not playing as oh, well. Oh, he's right? not playing. Oh, he's not yeah, playing. Yeah, right? So they've yeah. got him listed as questionable. That's why I didn't go No, 100%, he's, he's not going to be playing. Right? So yep. I think that hurts them as well. And also, how often do teams uh, from the East go to the left coast and do well? It's actually not that often. Statistically here, I think uh, – Stats go in favor of the Niners uh, winning outright and also covering those three and a half points. So I'm with you, buddy. I'm taking your Niners. They better not let me down, or you're going to get some angry texts. now it's time for andy's total prop tease this is a fun little segment whereby andy makes a recommendation on a point total a prop bet and finally a teaser Uh, we invite you to do the same thing along with us on our facebook fan page a successful total prop tease is any combo that hits two out of the three so mr prognosticator take your prognosticator hat off put your swami hat on and uh, give us your week five thoughts
1: Sure. Well, actually, just going back to week four, we, did, uh, we were successful in the total prop tees. We took the Oakland Indy game to go over 45 points. 55 were scored. We also covered the prop bet by taking the Patriots' total score to be under 26.5, and that Buffalo defense held them to just 16 points. So this week, we are going to the Big Apple, where Minnesota and the Giants are sitting in at 44.5 for the total. The Vikings have gone under the number in the past five straight road games. The Giants have gone under 15 of the last 22 home games, and neither team has what you would consider a potent offense. The proposition is for Green Bay-Dallas to have the highest scoring half be the first half at minus 120. Both teams typically get off to a hot start and then play keep away in the second half. A teaser, we're going to take Atlanta, from 5 to plus 11, and the Buffalo-Tennessee game to tease the under and taking that number from 38.5 to 4.5, four and a half rather. So, in summary, Minnesota, New York, under 44.5. Green Bay, Dallas, for the first half to be the highest-scoring one. And lastly, the teaser, Atlanta to plus 11. Buffalo, Tennessee, to 44.5.
0: Well, thank you for listening to Week 5 of Almost Wise Guys. And if you like what you heard, make sure you hit the subscribe button on iTunes or SoundCloud so you don't miss a show. You can also hit us up on our Facebook fan page for additional content and the picks from all Week 5 games across the NFL. We'd also like to send a special shout-out to Extra 90.5 and Peter Burrell for airing our show. And uh, from the Cosa Nostra Studios, Randy the Prognosticator, Adridge, back at Almost Wise Guys Central. I'm Matty Bullock. Get out and pick yourself a winner.
1: If you liked our podcast, please share it with a friend. If you hated it, please share it with two enemies. Tune in next week at the same bet time on the same bet channel. Sayonara.
0: God save the queen. The fascist regime. It made you a moron. Potential hate bomb. God save the queen. She ain't no human being. i